What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Breadwinning Moms. I'm your host, Chloe Taylor-Brown. My mission is to inspire independent women everywhere and to encourage breadwinning moms. If you're curious, ambitious, and have your own identity, or if you're wanting to develop your own authentic identity and brand, personally and professionally, then I say let's rock and roll because this show is for you. Hello there and welcome to the show today. I'm your host, Chloe Taylor-Brown, and we have a wonderful show lined up for you today. When she soars, families, communities, and nations thrive, succeed, and win. And not just by a small margin, but when she soars, we win by great leaps and great bounds because she is the foundation of the family she sure is. And we know this, especially with breadwinning moms. You know, breadwinning moms are women who work with mother, with children, mothers, working mothers. And some working mothers are primary breadwinners and some uh, mothers are contributing breadwinners. If you are a working mom, you are indeed a breadwinner, and we are so happy that you're with us today. If you'd like to call in at any time to come in or to share your thoughts, please give us a call at 347-884-9229. And also, you can visit us at breadwinningmomswithchloe.com. Also, on Twitter, you can tweet me at Chloe T. Brown. You can follow me on Facebook, Chloe Taylor Brown, Instagram, Chloe Taylor Brown, and LinkedIn, Chloe Taylor Brown. You know, I've always loved, loved, loved being a supporter of women and girls. And I find myself, the older I get, the older the girls get. They become women. But yesterday, I had the privilege and the pleasure of hanging out with a very young lady. As a matter of fact, she's a girl swag girl and a girl swag lady. She's 15 years old. And I had the privilege of being on a model set with her and coaching her of how to be a model. And for those of you who don't know, I was a model in my former career. And I have decided I'm choosing to be a model again. And I can tell you something, I'm having a really good time. I really, really am. 
But enough about me now. I want to get to our show because we do have a packed show. Again, today's topic is When She Soars, Families, Communities, and Nations Thrive, Succeed, and Win. Okay, I want you to imagine being part of a powerful women's professional development network where lives are empowered and great friendships are created by building strong alliances and collaborations with women who want to fulfill their dreams of owning their own businesses or turning their hobbies into legitimate revenue generators. You know, uh, basically what I do now was a hobby. And the reason that I mentor young women and girls, because it was a hobby. It was something that I loved to do. And as a model, women and young girls, young women, they always want you to tell them how to walk or how to stand straight or how to dine properly, what clothes to wear. And so my, I guess, evolution into being a coach and a mentor came out of hobbies and what I truly, truly desired. So how about learning to build a lasting legacy for younger women and girls? That's what I do. And that's also what our special guest does. It's all here at She Soars. And She Soars is led by Sharia Stallings. She is the managing director of the organization that she founded, She Soars. And when you hear her story and her contribution, what she's doing, you're going to be just as inspired as I have been. So please help me to welcome to Breadwinning Moms with Chloe, Miss Sharia Stallings of She Soars. Hey, Sharia, how are you today? Hi, Chloe. Thank you. Thank you so much for the introduction. I am so happy to be here. This is wonderful. And I know that you're in New York City. Where are you today in New York? Yes, I am New York. I am in Manhattan right now. My window looks out at the Empire State Building. Oh, wow. You're looking at the Empire State Building right now. I'm looking at the Empire State Building right now. The iconic Empire State Building. (laughs) Well, you know what I love is that You are a cheerleader for Christ. You're an evangelist, an international speaker. You're a national conference leader, cancer survivor, teacher, wife, mother, daughter, sister, loyal friend and confidant and a breadwinning mom. How do you manage all of this? I I think this is the story of most of us breadwinning moms, although we're we're not one dimensional, right? We're not one dimensional. We're we're three dimensionals and we have multiple multiple relationships with with different people and like like you said, I'm a sister, I'm a daughter, I, I'm an aunt, I'm a niece, I'm a cousin on top of me being a speaker a teacher, a leader, and we just have to learn how to manage all those relationships. Because that's really what it is. They're relationships that develop into however they develop into whether they are friendships, whether they're business relationships or professional or personal. You have to have a relationship. And that starts with building rapport. And it And it feels like to me, and based on what I have learned about you, that you do an awesome job of building rapport with the individuals that you connect with. How do you do this? 
Well, basically, Chloe, it is all about the relationship. Even as as I'm working within She Stores and as I'm managing that business, everything is about building collaborations, building strong alliances. Is all about the relationship, and it's about building genuine relationships. I often tell people to leave their masks at the door, and I'm not into flattery, not at all. It it always has to be. It has to be genuine. We want to get to the real person. Most of the time when we meet people, um, we, we're dealing with people in business. We're dealing with titles, positions. We meet them in places. And so then they have to put on this mask of who they are or how they need to project themselves. And usually I'm the person who's trying to dig through all of that to get to the real person. You know, I love that, the digging through. It's excavating. And sometimes it's, it's more challenging because it's not just one mask. There's several that are layered on top of the other. And um, in order to be able to do all the things that you do, I would think that you could, you know, take strip two or three of those masks off. <laughs> <laughs> right away to get to that person. Is it is that a challenge for you or do you look at it as just a part of what you do? It's not a challenge for me. I think it's all about being authentic and I think it's all about being transparent. When a people when a person meet you, um there's a certain level of energy. You know, there's a certain uh, you know that that's a persona that you show. And I find that I, I'm okay with being the first person to be transparent, to be vulnerable, to put out there what it is that I'm looking for and that I'm here as a resource with absolutely no strings attached. I'm here to be a help to anyone who needs me or if I can bring some type of value in the lives of if it's a person at an individual level or even even with businesses. I, I put right on the table, this is what we offer. This is what we can do. And if I cannot do that, then I can make a phone call to to, to get it done or to connect you to the person that that need that you know that can help you get to that mm -hmm. to that point because we're no longer one six degrees of separation, right? Basically now right. anything that you need to do, anyone that you need to meet is usually one or two phone calls away. It's all about, you know, once again collaboration collaborating and building those genuine relationships within your network. I like that. So you've said in that, in that, just that little series, there were several things that I want to piggyback on. And first is that you said three words that were, were many words, but three words that stood out to me because they were really my, my mission going into leaving 2014 and coming into 2015 I discovered that I was truly afraid to be vulnerable. Hmm. And I didn't I didn't put a lot of thought into it, but it was on this show and having a conversation with two other gentlemen, because on Thursdays I was doing a show, The Men's View and Chloe too. And these men were so powerful that they said it was impossible to actually go to your highest level if you're not willing to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. 
And that really stood out to me because as a coach, and I know as a personal woman, um, I, I don't know, somewhere that I started to feel that I couldn't be vulnerable. And the women that I've been coaching over the last several years, I know they felt that way too. And so things have really shifted for me in the most amazing way since I have become more vulnerable and more transparent. Um, What do you have to say about that in general? even even for our listeners who's who's on the line right now to be vulnerable is extremely powerful it's powerful because basically you're stripping yourself and you're saying this is who i am take it or leave it like me love mm-hmm. me hate me whatever but this is who i am and i think the reason why most have a hard time being vulnerable because they become afraid that the person may not like the real them or they may not come across as being good enough or others may think that they're fraud and they are afraid to show that they don't know everything, they don't have all the answers and they're not perfect and they, you know, they don't dot all their I's or cross all their T's. But when you're in a place of being able to show your vulnerability, that's extremely powerful because that's, that means that we have arrived to a level of self-confidence, self-love, that we're willing to show ourselves to the world, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and to express even the lessons learned through those journeys. I love that. And speaking personally, it has been the most rewarding And this is so weird for me to hear myself saying that, but just in the last several months of wanting to be more vulnerable and not always trying to be Chloe Taylor Brown, but just me, it has really improved my whole quality of life. And so for the listeners, you know, take it from Sharia Stallings of (laughs) She Soars and also from a newly person, a newly, I guess, convicted person that vulnerability is is really a good thing. And, and as Sharia says, it's powerful. So it I like powerful. that a lot. Yes. <laughs> I want to transition uh, just a little bit. I know that you, you've not always um, had a smooth sailing. And one of the greatest challenges, and maybe something even greater, but from what I've read, is that you are a cancer survivor. Can you talk about that a little bit for us? Wow, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's something that's near and dear to my heart. Actually, when I was a young, younger girl, um, literally six days before Christmas, I was hit with news that really shook me, knocked me off of my feet. And during a routine exam, I was told that I had an aggressive form of cancer that spread it to my lymph nodes. And I'll make this as quick as possible, but in 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 the preparation is in moving forward to 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 fight this dreadful disease, I had six and a half hours of surgery and when it was time for me to have chemotherapy the doctors and I found out that I was pregnant and I was only two weeks, about two weeks pregnant. 
and they were, I was devastated. The medical community was devastated because basically they told me that they did not think that I would live through a pregnancy because the cancer was so aggressive and that they, I had to terminate. But I do want to fast forward to tell you is the reason why I've created Cast Your Pearls. My daughter, who they did not think that I would live to see or would not be able to carry, was will be 13 years old in October. She's 12 years oh. old now, born without any abnormalities, and um, and I'm here, and I'm healed and delivered and cancer free. And I'm here to share it with the world. And is the main reason why every year in August, on during my birthday, my birthday week, instead of me having a birthday party to celebrate myself, I actually have an event each year called Castor Pearls, where I actually honor other cancer survivors and caregivers. And the caregivers are also near and dear to my heart because... They are the people, besides the love that a mother has for their child or, you know, just that Christ-like love, a caregiver unselfishly gives of themselves without asking for anything in return. And because the attention is always given to the sick person, hardly anyone ever turns back to the caregiver to say thank you. So this is Shoe Source. This is Cast Your Pearls. This is our way of casting our pearls amongst those who appreciate the value of our giving. So I turn around each year to say thank you. I love that. I really do. And it has really touched me for you sharing that. Thank you so much. And I love that cast your pearls, philanthropic benefits that, that you're doing. And, and isn't it wonderful how you can take something that is heart wrenching, devastating, and with, it's just overwhelming in so many ways and that you can turn it into something so wonderful and amazing such as what you've done with cast your pearls and that's what i love chloe that's exactly it and that's for for most people know how a pearl is created right you have an mm-hmm. oyster you have an oyster in the ocean and then you have a piece of sand or a parasite that actually embeds itself into the body of this oyster that enters into into the body to destroy it. But instead of destroying it, the oyster envelops itself around this thing. And what was made, what entered the body to destroy it, something as beautiful and invaluable as a precious pearl came out of it. So I'm here to tell everyone on the line that I was successful is contingent upon our ability to bounce back and recover. And we can um, move from tragedy, turn tragedy into triumph. And that's what Castro Pearls is about, is about being victorious. And even when things are bad, it'll turn, it can turn into good. We can find the good in it. And, And that's exactly what it is. The pearl is symbolic of something that entered into this body, this situation to destroy it, but the person walked away triumphant. 
That's powerful. This is a powerful, powerful story that not only breadwinning moms could take hold on and and use it for themselves to find encouragement, inspiration, but people in general, because this is a universal story. It doesn't, it's not the mm-hmm. same as everyone's story. It reminds me, you know, of my story with uh, one of my children dying. And because Justin lived, he, he was my child, my son, mm-hmm. because he was born to me. And also because he died, something bigger came from me, was birthed out of me because I wanted to let people know that even though this tragedy had happened in my life and with my family, there's something, there must be something wonderful that can come from this. And I wouldn't have been able to be a coach if I had not gone through that because it was the coaching, it was the counseling and the therapy that I got. And then when I was able to see the light, I got uh, coaching. And it was the coaching that I got that was so wonderful and powerful that I was implementing into my life that my coach challenged me to share. And I didn't want to because I had never thought about that. Because I'm thinking, well, you know, I, I have, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And you know what he said to me is that if you don't share this, you're going to be one of the most selfish women in the world. And that it just hurt me. I didn't want to be selfish. So I decided I'd share. And as a re- result, Sharia, the most amazing rewards came to me as a result of looking at what was happening with the other women and girls that I was working with, how they were able to take something as simple as coaching into their own lives and to transform. So we do have our work cut out for us, but in a wonderful way. Mm-hmm. And, and I and know that, go ahead, I'm sorry. And if I can add, I I love that you shared that story and thank you for that as well. Um, a lot of people may think like just because the person passed away doesn't mean that you've lost. Or let's say in, in my case, if those who may have, um, you know, what they consider lost the battle to cancer and passed away. We win in how we live our lives. We win in the legacy that we leave behind. We win in how we continue to, like you said, not be selfish and share the story to help someone else climb the mountain, to pull someone else out of the valley. And so we win in the way, in the way we share and tell the stories. I love it. And this is you because you laugh, you play, you thrive, you soar. And I love that. I love that about you. And also, we have another thing in common, and that is your organization. Well, um, She Soars Above Youth. I'm not sure if it's just for for girls or boys, but I love that for (laughs) girls and with it, with education and school system. Talk about that, please. Yes. So what happens? She she soars. I always say what she soars is the adult component, the professional women's association where lives are empowered and great friendships are created. And we help women create their own businesses by fulfill their dreams of owning their own businesses or developing an additional revenue stream. And what has happened um, in teaching, I teach at Columbia University, I teach at banks and Wall Streets and financial institutions. I 
teach all over even nationally and, and internationally. And what would happen is that when I'm at these events, I had principals, guidance counselors, teachers come to me and ask me, could I scale down my curriculum? Could I scale down my workshops to bring it to their school? And actually, she soars above youth, which is called say, because they're having their say, and I let them know that they all have a voice. It was birthed out of a need a request for me to come into the educational school systems, and I I go to group homes as well. And so the overarching theme of the SAY program, She Soars Above Youth, is empowered by intentional living. We inspire girls to become intentional about the choices they make and intentional about the relationships they build. And once again, it's about promoting unity and building genuine friendships and knowing when something is toxic and having to, to let it go. And our philosophy is extremely simple, Chloe. We do not believe in the use of manipulation, fear, force, or punishment as a vehicle to intimidate, intimidate the students to make right choices. She soars above youth. We provide programs, workshops, and soaring events that teach skills, create structure, raise awareness, and empower our girls with the tools that they need to make wise and sound decisions. It's all about living life intentionally. So when they become intentional about the choices they make and the relationships they build at an early age, this would move on until their work relationships, their business relationships, their even their romantic relationships because they'll know to, to be more proactive and be accountable. That is up to them to live their best life, and the answer is within. So we just we are there as coaches to pull out of them what already exists. I love that, too. We have so much in common. You know, when you're working with young women or young boys or people in general, it's already within and it takes a really skilled and a wise educer of excellence to draw that out of them and to get them to feel it and see it. And I, when you can get a young woman or young man to, or anyone for that matter, to really feel their excellence, to have it to resonate with them, you can get them to really, really tap into that higher level self. And who knows what's liable to happen uh, with their, their lives at that point. I, I love that. And I commend you for that. And, and it looks like I'm not the only person commending you because you have been acknowledged and commended by the mayor of New York City, Mayor Bill de Blasio. What did that feel like? How, what what ha transpired in that contribution uh, when he recommended you guys or commended you guys? Well, it was extremely humbling. However, um, this was during our, actually in 2014, during our Castro Pearls event that um, our mayor sent accommodation, just um, acknowledging the work that we've done, and it's extreme. It's extremely humbling, and I'm grateful and I'm honored that someone would once again cast their pearls, even on me, on my team, and to appreciate the work that that we're doing. And so I'm, I'm that. 
I'm ultra excited. I'm humble. I'm grateful that someone sees the work. But once again, it is not about that. And I take my hat off to everyone in this world, every other woman that I encounter that is unselfishly shaping lives. There are so many women out here, even yourself, that have boys program, girls program, and, and it's important that we all continue to do what we do because there's, what, six billion people on this earth, Chloe? God has to give us all a piece of, you know, a piece of of of, of this, this project, of this work, in order for us to change the world one person at a time. And so the person that, you, the group of girls that you work with and the people that you encounter, I'll be working in another part of the region and somebody else be working in, you know, a few other states. But we have to, we have to run and we have to do this because the next generation is depending on us and it's all about building a lag, lasting legacy that's bigger than you and I as an individual it's about affecting generations upon generations upon generations. Yes, indeed. This reminds me of my great-grandmother, uh, Mama Freddie. <laughs> and uh, she died um, when I was about 27 or 28. And um, what I love about her is that she instills so much in all of us, the boys and the girls. And of of course, my children never knew her, but they know her because she left a lasting impression, uh, a legacy that we can talk about. And people talk about her because we talk about her. It's a legacy that's so strong. And if you're just joining us, I want to let you know that we're having a conversation with Sharia Stallings of She Soars. And Sharia is naturally optimistic. She's a lover of people, an encourager, and a supporter. And I can just feel that coming from you, Sharia. How did you develop this? Were you this way as a child? Did you become this way after you became a cancer survivor or what how how did you gain this kind of a quality which is so powerful you know it's funny um when you look over i guess when i look over my life i find that i've i've always been like this as as a young girl in terms of pulling my friends together we're working on projects just always, always been this way. And that's why I've been tagged, you know, that it, I've been tagged by a few people, my past, a few people in my church that I am a cheerleader, a cheerleader for Christ. I'm a cheerleader for the betterment of, of my people. I'm a cheerleader for people's projects. I am a, a supporter and an encourager. And I do want to say this because sometimes there's a misconception on exactly what a cheerleader is. People think that cheerleaders are all about the pump up and the rah-rah, but cheerleaders don't quit. Cheerleaders are more than, they're the super, super encouragers, the super, super supporters. If, if you were to watch a basketball game and you and a team can be getting slaughtered and losing very badly, by just being slaughtered and losing. But if you were to look at those group of cheerleaders, 
you wouldn't be able to tell. It would appear as though the team is still winning. That team is still winning the game. But basically, they're not cheering because of – they're not only cheering because of the score or the lack thereof. They're chilling, They're cheering because they're letting the team know you can do it. I don't care what the score looks like, but I know that you're a winner. I know you're capable of winning this game. I know your potential. And in the event that you don't win today, I am going to cheer you along because I know that you have what it takes to come back and, and, and you know, and, and win the playoffs, win the, the, the finals, win the, champion, the championship. So we also cheer for the potential that resides in that person. Cheerleaders don't quit. Cheerleaders don't throw down their pom-poms when the scoreboard doesn't look, it's not in their favor and say, oh, well, you know, better luck next time. We're cheering for who that person is and what it is that we know that rests inside of them. I love that. I can relate to that so very well because I'm in a family of athletes and <laughs> my husband played professional basketball. My daughter played collegiate um, volleyball. I have a son who's playing professional. And just as you were speaking, I could flash back even to two weeks ago when I went to the Atlanta Hawks basketball game and I love the Hawks. Anyway, uh, and I've always been a Hawks fan before they started winning, so I did just get on the bandwagon. But anyway, in visualizing as you were speaking and looking at the cheerleaders, they never quit. Never. They could. Never. You, the team could be down thirty points, and it's like two minutes left, and you know you're not going to come back. But they never quit, they, and they never stop smiling. So mm -hmm. you are absolutely. I love that analogy. And so, to me, and 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 bringing all of this into like a a containment to be able to, because you're so vast and big and expansive, it's kind of like you're the Proverbs thirty-one woman. If, in a nutshell, with all of everything that you're doing and you're being there for people, you consider a field and you buy it and, you know, you take care of everyone. Has anyone ever told you that before? Listen, it's funny. Someone did. But you know what? I, I'm not there yet. I'm striving. I'm continually striving to be the Proverbs 21, I mean, 31 woman. And what's interesting is if I had the chance to go back in time, she is actually one that I really want to talk to because I want to know how she, you know, how she was up early in the morning and stayed up late at night and, you know, her children called her blessed and her husband, you know, the people knew her at the gate and the word says that she considered the field and she purchased it with her own money. And even in all that, she still remained beautiful. I, I want to know about her time management skills because I... <laughs> operate a few hours of sleep each night I'll take a nap get up and I'll get up four o'clock in the morning and don't leave my computer until like three o'clock and then there's conference calls and then there's still the two there's still basketball practice and theater class and dance classes and, and swimming lessons <laughs> so I think it's, I, I, I'm doing it to the best of my ability and I, I have a smile on my face because I love what I'm doing so it doesn't feel like work because I truly believe that I, I'm walking in my calling and living out my passion. But, you know, I need to talk to that virtuous woman. <laughs> 
for her between her time management skills. I, I need to know how she worked that out. That is wonderful. So tell us before we leave, what is it that you'd like for us to know if you're having something that's coming up and you're sharing with the public or something that you're working on? Of course, give us your website and how we can connect with you. First, what you're working on that you'd like for us to know about. Wow. So let's see what I want to talk about today. Well, right now I'm asking people right now, she serves, come online. If you are a woman who's looking to develop additional revenue streams, you want to be a part of a great network and a great team of women and to collaborate and build strong alliances, visit us on our website at www.shesores.com. That's S-H-E-S-O-A-R-S.com. And um, what's happening right now with Cast Your Pearls, we're actually, I'm asking people to go online. If you know, if you're on the East Coast here, if you know of any caregivers, extraordinary caregivers, or you know a family member or a friend that has been affected by cancer, that just living triumphantly, go to our website and nominate them for our upcoming, our 2015 Cast Your Pearls event. And last but not least, we are helping women to identify their revenue streams if they're having challenges in that area. And so if you would email me, I'm Sharia at shesource.com, and my first name is S-H-E-R-I-A. I'm actually opening up to your group of women, Chloe. Um, I open up 15 slots to give them a 15-minute consultation just to do an assessment on a current project or business that they're working on. Oh, wow. That sounds amazing. And so would they just email you or go to your yes. website? Okay. You, you want them to email, email you? Me. Yes. Okay. And give that email address again, please. Yes. It's Sharia at shesores.com, spelling S-H-E-R-I-A at shesores.com. I love that. And, you know, I also love that SheSource currently have networks throughout New York City, including Manhattan, Brooklyn, Bronx, Long Island, and South, is that uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, yeah. and Puerto Rico. I love that. You are so busy. Yes, I'm <laughs> so excited about all the networks that I was so excited two years ago, a year and a half now. Um, that I was able to start a network in Puerto Rico. I did a women's conference there in Puerto Rico in 2013, and it it went very well, and we have a wonderful, wonderful woman there who's in charge of the Puerto Rico network. Well, that is so wonderful. I want to commend you on all the work that you're doing and all the women and girls that you're helping. And I want to extend that if you need me for anything, uh, please, please give me a ring or send me an email or text or tweet Facebook because um, I feel there's a lot of synergy and uh, the more that we support each other, you know, just what you're doing, empowering other people and connecting, the more we can contribute and do our share of enhancing and elevating the world. So I thank you so much for, for all that you're doing and your contribution uh, to the world and say hello to New York City for me. 
Yes, and thank you. Thank you so much for having me as a guest, Chloe. I really appreciate it, and I really do hope that the viewers did receive something out of our discussion. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I am sure they did, and I would definitely want you to come back on the show again to share with us, okay? Yes, thank you. Enjoy. Enjoy the rest okay. of your day. Okay, okay. bye for now. Bye-bye. We've been listening to Breadwinning Moms with Chloe, and our guest has been Sharia Stallings of She Soars. And we're going to shift just a little bit, and Chantel Thompson is coming on. Chantel is uh, a contributor for us. She's been contributing for us almost weekly, and we're going to talk about this breadwinning moms and making money and working nine to five or creating your own careers in just a few minutes. We'll be right back. I'm your host, Chloe Taylor-Brown, and when she soars, families, communities, and nations thrive, succeed, and win. And we're talking to shift a little bit and talk about money and careers and jobs. And I love Dolly Parton when she comes on and does her little nine to five song on Breadwinning Moms with Chloe. And this means that Chantel Thompson of Sweet Job Spot is up for inspiration, career empowerment, and advancement. Hello, Chantel. Hi, Chloe. How are you? I am wonderful. I know that you have been very busy all week. You've been hanging out and going to conferences and connecting with other breadwinning moms. And I know that you've been posting this wonderful photograph on Twitter and all of social media. So I want to know about that before we get into uh, this whole career thing. How was that conference? Oh, that was an amazing event. It was called A Taste of Wix, W-I-C-T, which stands for Women in Cable Telecommunications, and the, they have this event every year for women who are, like I said, in cable telecommunications. So you had companies like Cox, Turner, Comcast, HBO, Stars, Scripps Network, Fox, even the Weather Channel was there. And it was just an amazing event. It was actually staged for 
both the people that are in the organization and also women that are interested in getting more into the organization. So whether you're already in cable, if you work for one of these networks, that was for people people who are already working in those networks, people who are already involved in telecommunications but just had never networked before with, you know, outside of the work environment. And and it was really interesting. They had uh, drawings and prizes, and they also had little booths to tell you everything that went on with the organization. So the newcomers and the interested parties could meet with the people that were already there and learn everything about the organization. They have marketing and communication, mentoring, outreach. They have something amazing called the Red Letter Awards where they give awards to the best leaders. And and they have special events and partnerships. So there's a lot going on. And it was a, it was a really amazing event. I love that. So, Chantel, do you recommend that um, breadwinning moms participate in more networking events? Oh, yes, definitely. One of the featured speakers was Jill Campbell, and she's the um, executive vice president and CEO of Cox Communication, married mother, and she's voted the most, the second most powerful woman in cable in 2014. And she's a working mom. She's a breadwinning mom. And I think that organizations like this are geared towards women who aren't just the single girl that has a whole bunch of extra time on her hands, but the married mother as well. So this is something else she can people. She can get mentorship. And, and she can really get to another level in her career. And I would say, whatever industry you're in, this is a great organization for you to become a, a part of, whether it's this industry, this organization, or one in your own field. Well, one of the things that we were talking about, the Sharia Stallings of She Swords, and we were talking about uh, being vulnerable. And mm-hmm. I witnessed over the years of being a coach to a lot of powerful women that, um, successful women, uh, inspiring women, that they felt, and I was one of them, that we couldn't be vulnerable. But what I've discovered over the last several months and toward the end of 2014, that that's where my most amazing authentic energy would come from. And just as Sharia was saying, that being vulnerable is really powerful. Do you have any thoughts on being vulnerable? And, and what do you say about yourself? <laughs> oh, I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, as far as being vulnerable, I do think there's a time and a place. And, and it's good to be vulnerable, it definitely. But be careful of that fine line between being vulnerable and being a victim. Because I think that if, if you, you can be honest and straightforward and forthcoming, but just be also a little careful because people could take advantage of that vulnerability. So make sure that it's in an environment where you do feel safe. Um, because I'm, one thing that I've noticed, this is why these organizations exist, 
because you can be vulnerable in the environment that makes you feel safe, that gives you a chance to work out whatever the issue is, so that when you just present it in another format, you can actually use it and be powerful as opposed to weak. So I do think that everybody has a vulnerability. Mine is, you know, time management. It's not one of my favorites. (laughs) Managing my time is not one of my favorite things in the world. And I believe there's a lot of people like me that have the same issue. Other issues, you know, I might not be the most technical person. That's another vulnerability. These are all company um, corporate vulnerabilities. I've lost jobs in the past. You know, sometimes from my own doing, sometimes I, you know, it's up in the air as to who, who was right or who was wrong on that one. But, I mean, that is a vulnerability, and it can also be used as a strength because I've lost so many jobs. Now I know that, um, you know, I know how to navigate. I know how to switch it up. I know how to work in different environments, something that I would have never gotten had I not lost a job. I would have just still been working there 40 or 50 years in the same place, knowing the same people, doing the same thing. So it's, it's good. It gives me an opportunity to be more diverse in my experience, to understand more industries, um, to see the sexy side of things that aren't really all that sexy. <laughs> so That's an interesting take on it. It kind of reminds me of... Uh, what Sharia Stallings of She Thors and I were just talking about of taking something that's that's not so favorable and even something that could be tragic, you know, such as an illness or the death of a loved one or losing a job, something that you know we uh, many people can identify with with, and you think it's just oh the end of the world, and you can turn it if you can dig deep once you get over the hurt and the pain and the grief. The, or the disappointment depends on the situation of how we can turn that into something good. And what you're saying now is that from you losing that job, something, a job that you probably would have been there for 40 years and you've gotten that gold watch, watch in your little um, less than average retirement, and you would have just called it a day. But now, because of that, you turned it into something wonderful where you could create your own business. It's called Sweet Job Spot. And that just gives me a little plug for Chantel Thompson of Sweet Job Spot for inspiration, career empowerment, and advancement. I love that. And you've turned something that happened that wasn't so favorable into something wonderful. And we can all do that if we can absorb the lesson and use it and then move forward. Mm-hmm. So, but you yeah, know, just, mm-hmm. okay. well, Chantel, what I was, um, in doing a little bit of research, um, I discovered who do you think are starting to become increasingly family breadwinners? What group of women do you can you perceive who are now starting to be the breadwinners in their family? Hmm. I'm kind of confused at the question. Do you mean? Okay. Like, well, let me just go ahead and just group? ditch the question. No, it's not an age group. I'll just ditch the question and go ahead and tell you. So okay. Native American women are increasingly oh. family breadwinners. So I was reading an article um, 
by Rachel Martin. And actually, it was a, this is a transcript from an audio from Rachel Martin. And she said, we just talked about how more women than ever are becoming the breadwinners in their families. And that goes for Native American women too. One in four Native American lives below the poverty line. Wow, that's alarming, but not what is alarming that it's still this way. But even so, she says, Native American women are getting higher educational degrees and better paying jobs than ever before and becoming Breadwinning moms. So I love that. I love that, you know, women are stepping up to the plate and we are contributing to our families. And some women are the primary breadwinners and just taking over because we have to and some because they want to. Yes. Well, actually, I come from a, a town in, in California that, that was heavily um, populated with Native Americans at one point. And I was um, in listening to a woman or watching a woman on television talk about how before they they didn't they would go to college and not put Native American on the application, and because they you know the schools were very prejudiced at the time and you know they didn't really want you to go to school if you were Native American, so a lot of people would go to school and you know they would just put you know French or something on their application and. And go and in the I believe it's the University of California Riverside has some amazing programs um, actually geared towards Native Americans and they help people learn those languages that they've lost over the years and they have kind of had a revival of the culture and it has a very large population of Native American students. And it's just growing and growing. So it's just amazing. And, of course, those people are going to be the future leaders of those women, you know, that are that are going to be these breadwinning moms. It's going to be those young women that come into those programs there. I love that. Chantel, what could you share with us today as far as what's happening now with careers is there anything new and sexy that that you've learned over the last couple of weeks for women what types of jobs or careers that uh just really hot and sexy and pays a lot of money <laughs> well you know sky's the limit chloe that comes to jobs and i believe that a job well done and well-rewarded, it's obviously going to be very hot and sexy. So it's not as much of necessarily um, the job from the outside that looks sexy. Sometimes the insides of these jobs are more interesting and more powerful and more sexier than ever. So if you look at, say, what a lot of people consider, okay, fashion, that's, you know, fashion is hot. It's always going to be hot. But what's really hot is being knowledgeable and moving forward in your career. So whether it's um, math, whether it's science, I, when I was listening yesterday to the inspirational speakers, uh, they spoke about how women in technology began. And it started with three women. These were three women in cable technology that needed each other, and they wanted to help find more women to grow their um, 
So in that field, there just were not women in that field. It was a very male-dominated, like most industries started off. And so a lot of women were not working in school technology. They were not understanding that, oh, you can get a job doing this. A lot of people said, oh, it's an easy job. You can be a caregiver. You can be a teacher. You can, you know, you can do these traditional female jobs. And these three women got together and they said, no, we want there to be more women, more female representation in this industry, and we're committed with our own time and money to make that happen. And they started the Women in Cable Technology. So that was such an inspirational piece. And I think the people that make the most and are the sexiest are the people that choose to give back into what they're involved in. So whatever it is, if you're not growing it, then you need to really rethink what you're doing and think to yourself, how can I grow what it is I do, educate other people to teach them how to do it, and and promote both myself and bring them up the ladder with me. So that's the sexiest of them all. Do you know that I love that? And we didn't talk about this before, but if I had had to write a script for you to say what's sexy and hot in careers and jobs, it would have been exactly what you said. <laughs> so, oh, well, I'm, yes, I'm so excited about um, this show and about uh, you, just about She Soars because this is the name of of um, Sharia Stallings organization where she's the managing director of the organization that she founded. But this is also about women in general, because really indeed when she soars, when she soars, families, communities, and even our nation thrives, succeed, and we will win. And we will win. And again, we will win when she soars. And I love that. So thank you so very much for sharing and being a, a constant contributor for breadwinning moms with Chloe. And I would like to ask you, Chantel, what is hot and sexy and cool at the same time with Sweet Job Spot? Um, what are you working on? And let the listeners know how to connect with you. All right. Well, Chloe, I'm working on a, providing a space for people to find their sweet job spot. As you know, we're a place where employers, job seekers, and opportunities meet. And so I'm working on finding places for us to meet, hopefully starting here in Atlanta and hopefully all around the nation and the world. So if you're interested in helping us find a place to meet, if you have a good suggestion, um, if you want to get involved and help us organize an event, please um, contact me at Chantel at SweetJobSpot.com or you can find me on Twitter at SweetJobSpot or on Facebook at SweetJobSpot. Chantel? This is really amazing. I am so very excited. Um, we are definitely going to be following up with you because you're going to have something really fun and, and interesting to share with us next week as we move into our next segment. And I want to thank you so very much for your constant. 
uh, with us oh, at Breadwinning Moms with Chloe. You have been listening to Breadwinning Moms with Chloe and our topic today, when she soars, families, communities, nations, thrive, succeed, and win. Have a marvelous week and goodbye for now. All right. Goodbye, Chloe. Thank you. Ciao. Bye-bye. Strong.